0: hi guys i'm david with transparency fitness and we have kevin bolserak with us today owner of body structure tell us a little bit about yourself man i'm excited to sit here and talk to you for the next you know hour or two. Oh, good man <laughs> appreciate you having me uh i
1: don't know how uh bored people get with an hour of me but uh no i'm glad to be here and share anything that might be insightful for somebody but uh, yeah i've been on this journey in life just uh and, you know, this morning coming here to talk to you, I was thinking, geez, man, you know, I'm sitting in my hot tub. I do my little ritual. I get up, okay, get my coffee, get in the hot tub. Every morning? Every morning. Uh, well, we'll call it four to five. Yes, hot tub, not working out. Four to five workouts a week. But okay. Get in the hot tub, work out, have my coffee, of course, work out, uh, get in the uh, uh, sauna, the infrared sauna, yeah, get a shower, sometimes steam and eat and get on the road. But in the hot tub, I always reflect and kind of gear my day up, drinking my coffee before I put my crazy So it's music. a way to prepare for the rest of your day and, and mentally <laughs> yeah. be ready for it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because once I start working out, I put on like heavy rock. You know, your mind goes <laughs> into rage mode. <laughs> That's what right. I like to do. It's like, let's just get through this workout. Let's <laughs> yeah. kill it. Smash it, especially early in the morning. I've done it since high school, really. Well, I, well no, I'll say college, getting up crack of the morning, you know. So what's crack in the morning for you? Five? Yeah. Five ish. Okay. Five ish. Yeah. I'm a 6 a.m. guy, yeah.
0: <laughs> but I'm a, I'm a middle of the afternoon workout guy. Yeah. I, I function best if I work out in the middle of the afternoon versus the evening or the morning for some reason. There you go. Yeah. So, yeah, but it does feel nice when you do it in the morning. Cause then you're done for the day. Like exactly. you don't have, you can focus on everything else. You don't have to worry about finding that time to get your workout in. Cause it's. Been done yeah the work's it, been put in so
1: many things get in the way i you know yeah. throughout the day and you're thinking okay i'll do it at noon yeah i'll do it at four now <laughs> next it's year, six, next yeah year.
0: i'm hungry now i to <laughs> go home and eat <laughs> at 10 o'clock at night you're like well i got to get
1: it in so yeah <laughs> but anyways i was sitting there thinking oh wow what, what are we going to talk about or you know uh and the first thing in my in the hot tub is like man people that have been instrumental in my life and things that have shaped me and i mean obviously as my mom my dad, my wife, Carla, um, and the people I've surrounded myself around. And, uh, you know, with my dad, it was like about choices, making good choices in life, you know, uh, uh, but he allowed freedom for me to make my own choices. Whereas my mother, uh, and my parents divorced when I was young and my mother instilled this, like no judgment, uh, treat people how you want to be treated. Just kind of that type of nature. She's a real free spirited woman. Okay. And, uh, and then of course my wife just very supportive. It seemed like it was always about my goals and not hers. If I look back, we're just traveling and moving throughout around what I wanted to do or where I was going. So, um, she was so supportive in that respect. But
0: you but, need, you need a partner like that, especially yeah. with the kind of lifestyle that you live, right. Yeah. Running a business, I mean, and you've you've got multiple things on your plate constantly, right? So,
1: uh, I mean, you need a you need a partner that that really so does she work as well? Uh, she did early on, and and then as our kids we start having a bunch of kids, she backed <laughs> off from it, rightfully so. I don't know how we could have juggled all that without her. How right? Single parents do it. I have no idea. Oh. Uh, it doesn't even I mean, Compute, do you, right it, yeah it makes it how they work and take care of the kids you know so how concerned. did you
0: handle like you you said your dad gave you a lot of freedom to yeah. kind of you know yeah. make your own mistakes or make the right decisions yeah how did you handle or how did your dad or you kind of handle those times when you did make mistakes when you were doing things that that because you had that freedom you were able to do things that maybe uh someone that's a little stricter kid may be a little less likely to, to do something, you know, or were you a pretty good kid and you just didn't misbehave too much? Oh no, it's (laughs) terrible.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We won't get into all my deep, dark secrets here today. Hopefully I'm not going to answer them anyway, but no, uh, uh, that's what was crazy about it is my, you know, mom really made you think about how you treat other people and that type of direction, you know, and, uh, where my dad, you know always said, Hey, you got mindset on anything. You can do it, do it. You just got to make choices along the way. And so when I made wrong choices, to be honest with you, man, my dad just kind of let it roll. Okay. <laughs> and it's really so the reason I'm going to gonna learn or not, dude, I, I grew up in Houston. We moved out to Katy, Texas and you know, it was like he worked and I did my thing and that's starting off in seventh grade. Okay. So I had a speedy life before high school. I think I did, what most people, in junior high i did what most people experience in high school okay yeah because i was on a free wheel to make my own choices right. and a lot of them weren't good
0: so and, you started yeah. working out really young like eighth oh, ninth yeah. grade seventh right? grade seventh, seventh grade is yeah. when you actually yeah. start yeah. like strength training and, yes, and, and you're a football player right yes sir yeah, oh yeah
1: like <laughs> breed it down right <laughs> yeah i was about to say in texas they, they
0: <laughs> take they take football on a whole not- whole nother level oh yeah yeah,
1: yeah. that's no saving grace for me probably or i make a lot of a lot more bad choices. So
0: how is all that? Because I, th- I feel like a lot of people, they get into training 20s, 30s. For me, I, I didn't get into it seriously till like 32, 33 when I was really like, I feel like really making gains and doing things right, um, but starting at that age and sticking through your whole life doing yeah. it, I mean, how, how's that all translated into, into how you've lived your life and how you've worked out and like how that's influenced your life, having that knowledge. Cause you, you probably had knowledge about strength training at a, at a probably at a much younger age than I did. You know yeah, what I mean? Or yeah. a lot of people.
1: Yeah. And it kind of carved my path early on, even though I didn't know my path, you know, how people are, Oh, you know, at a young age, you're going to, no, I didn't be honest. My senior year, I didn't even know what direction I was going. I didn't even make a choice to go to college till late. Okay. Uh, you know, but, uh, um, I might have missed your question earlier, so I'm sorry. I was hearing you. <laughs> you're good. Uh, oh man, it's just uh, you like going back down memory lane. Here we're trying to do.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, but that's but yeah. that's what we want. I want to. I want to know more about Kevin yeah. at a younger age and how that <laughs> sculpted the Kevin that we yeah. that we're talking to today. Because I know you've had a a lot of different things throughout your life, trauma, yeah, yeah. Um, things that have. Uh, that really could have kept you from succeeding so many times. Yeah. And, uh, and you've always been able to persevere and overcome. So um, I know you played college football. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, how was that? I mean, how was that experience? What? How did that help? You have a bachelor's in science and yeah, a master's yeah. and in...
1: Gerontologi- gerontological studies. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think getting there, you know, through high school, the discipline... Of just being on a team and working out and the Katy tigers texas their whole program and driving you to be the best and there's always goals and that's what kind of kept me driving there and then when it got to the end of the time to make that college decision direction it was like again some adversity came along that i really not prefer to discuss and then i was like mm, well i need to do something here <laughs> I, got, I got to go and, uh, and it's always moving forward all my life i've been moving forward so i go to you know uh you were Arkansas
0: and you use that the training program that you learned in high school for what years oh, afterwards, yeah. right oh
1: yeah oh yeah 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 and even implemented it in one of my uh, second jobs at a
0: as a high coach school. if yeah, i remember correct as correctly. a coach <laughs>
1: yeah yeah the, the what the year after you left they went to state uh no three year though that freshman team that trained that way for the four years when you implemented when I, the
0: program that you had learned yeah. in high school
1: yeah yeah uh that those freshmen and their senior year became went to district or did state they? I guess did they keep
0: that program after you left? Did yeah. they keep the with strength. that program that you had kind of implemented when you were there? Yes. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. yeah. Just the conditioning part. It wasn't really about the plays. I did throw in some pretty cool, Katie Tiger plays there, but uh, but no, that that uh, that program. Yeah, it just really drove you and to uh, really establish goals, which carried on into college and then keep pushing forward.
0: So I know you got into a pretty big car wreck that yeah. was probably one of the biggest turning points in your life. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and, and what might've kind of led to you opening up body structure. Yeah. Um, you want to talk a little bit about that?
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we go into that one cause it was huge. I mean, it was instrumental and in kind of carving out this direction that I knew I'd try to get to. I just didn't immediately, um, uh, um, say, oh, I'm gonna open a place because one, you gotta have money to make money, <laughs> and so it was definitely, uh, you know, after uh, undergraduate school, we, uh, uh, um, I, um, my wife, let's see, we were set to get married. Had uh, uh, I went to Monroe, Louisiana, uh, for graduate school, and that's where uh, a double loaded log truck ran a. Uh, light there and just t-boned me we actually uh, got some pictures we can cut too (laughs) so that people can
0: actually see so this
1: is that's impact point so so those are oh and by the way that's hibernia bank i'm throwing in a little sale for hibernia bank national great bank but uh through my car over there by that sign you can't see it behind that white car you can kind of see it back there oh
0: yep yep okay and then the
1: truck was not able to stop till down there oh wow yeah 60 feet yeah yeah. Of just, and we were through the air. I mean, it was like whew, cars in the air. Of course, my mind blocked it out. So, yeah, the expression have you ever, been, you know, feel like you've been hit like by, by a Mack truck. You literally were hit yes. by a Mack truck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, uh, you know, that's my little claim to fame and and yeah, I think we good have a good man pic- didn't think it was my time.
0: I think we have a picture of the car too oh, you know, yeah. a what, Firebird.
1: Uh, no, T-A, T-A. Oh, tell me you got my TA. That was my love car. Oh Centerline mm-hmm. center rim, 60s okay. on the front, 50s on the back. How did you live? Uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> um, I really know it lived based on the principle mm-hmm. of having lean muscle mass preservation. At that time I was, you know, just finishing up college football, 185 pounds, 5% body fat, top shape of my life. And, uh. And my body in that bed rest in, you know, three months, 13 surgeries, 16 units of blood, uh, had time to eat off that muscle 16 mass. units of blood? Yeah, more than I think your body Yeah, has. I was about I'm to say, sure. like, that seems yeah. like an <laughs> ungodly amount of blood. Yeah, my whole family so they were just had pumping it. Oh, yeah, it was right out. Yeah, because it ripped my bladder open. My lung was punctured. All so mainly they were just
0: trying out. to keep blood in your body, and it would just... Some of it would squirt out, and some yeah. of it your body would use yeah. <laughs> until, yeah. and until you started where, to heal.
1: Well, and that's where they put those dying trousers on. They put these things, and they blows you up with air on your feet because it pushes all that blood up to your heart, okay. I suppose. And so, yeah, they had to use that to get me to the hospital there. And also, my wife was in there, Carla. She was in the passenger seat. She oh. Yeah, she dinged up her ankle a little bit. but She came out she pretty unscathed. Kind of, well you know sure a lot of jarring of the spine and stuff uh, but other but than no that, yeah, major life threatening no, where you she were, walked away i from mean it, how yeah. and how long were you in the hospital for i mean three months okay three months yeah surgery carried a catheter bag around for over a year in a wheelchair getting out of there Told I was never to uh, walk without a cane, probably. And don't tell and th- don't tell someone that, that that
0: loves the gym as yeah, much as we do yeah. that we're never going to walk never, again. Yeah, yeah. That, or not normal anyways. Or
1: they did say I probably won't ever lift again. You know? Okay. And I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, sure. We'll see. If I, but My finger works. I'm going to lift. You went in it like what?
0: When the wreck happened, I think you told me it was like 185 pounds is what oh, you yeah, weighed. So and then what were you machine. like three
1: months later? Oh, 118 is what I went down so to. You lost, yeah, and big old hip sticking out. This bone—I don't know—it looked elephant manish. I don't even—I don't he can't even explain. It. I was like, "Well, I'm going to be deformed for life." But I guess it was because this was also skinny. That bone sticking out, right? Like,
0: it out. looked bad. Look yeah. worse than
1: yeah then what it maybe. So, what was, was the or... recovery
0: process like, and getting back to the gym? Like, I kind of want people to kind of have a feel for what you really went through, and, yeah. and since that wreck and what what you went through to just get back to where you wanted to be at where you were at right yeah, i mean yeah. look at you now yeah well thank you thank you thank you you look amazing i appreciate
1: that i try to do the right components but uh yeah i know that uh, uh they're just the recovery in itself so that was back in the day when physical therapy did not really do exercise exercise. It was all passive modalities the most exercise i did with that therapist at the time was getting that underwater treadmill okay and you know try to just get my legs moving in the way they're supposed to and things like that and so they discharged me with maximal medical improvement and i couldn't tie my shoe well i you know after they discharged me with maximal medical improvement i'm like man the, i've got to go to the gym i gotta get there i gotta get walking again uh did it
0: feel weird not being in the gym like do you oh, feel yeah. like it, it had been so distilled in, in in your lifestyle that like not doing it was just like so foreign and weird? you just didn't know almost how to handle it
1: yeah i mean it was like i needed even more though i mean i'm like gosh dang especially I, seeing yeah. your body lose all that muscle yeah, mass yeah yeah so that's kind of where it was and i went back into graduate school or i actually our wedding was scheduled uh and we had to reschedule because i was in the hospital when our original wedding was supposed to go down and uh um yeah just uh hit the gym and start recovering you know you can you know major things can happen in your life i think that's one of the keys when adversity hits not if it's going to hit it's when it hits how do you what choices do you make how do you How do you perceive that, you know, and I've always tried to one, cut things off and move forward. Or you are going to just bring too much baggage into life? I mean, we all got our stories. I mean, we could, if we wanted, we could pile them up into Mount Everest, you know, or make them that, you know, so, um, you know, just cutting that off and, uh, being positive about it and establishing some new goals and. So what, what was the gym like getting back into it right at the beginning? I mean, what were you able to do? Oh, it was terrible. You know, not much. I mean, I was just kind of working my way around through the simple things. Really. Right. Yeah. A lot of like uh, dumbbells and like. Yeah, not a lot of that carrying around because my leg, you know, my hip. So a lot of more on the machines, really just trying to get base okay. strength back. I mean, I was freaking bones. How long did that take to I, get to a
0: point where you felt like you had control of, of yourself in the gym? I mean, was it years?
1: um no but because it was amazing i think when you've uh developed these these muscle memory is amazing i mean muscles just started popping out of me once i got going it's like not even
0: muscle memory is normal. a real thing yeah
1: not even normal but but also you got to remember S is 90 well we won't identify my age too much but uh this was back in the day i was in my 20s so hormones are good you know right. your body's recovering well you know So thank goodness it wasn't after age 30, you know, or it had been a problem. And that's where I'm so such a believer in strength training when it comes to a mode of exercise for people that are aging and what's the most important thing and how you can maximize your time and get the most benefit. Uh, okay. goes to strength training. What do you think
0: about doing uh, dumbbells and I guess more free weight stuff versus machines as you get older? I had a guy, uh, Bob Tome, I don't know if you know if you ever oh, heard of yo, him.
1: Oh no, great trainer. Yeah, oh my god. Yeah, yeah.
0: He changed my mindset on using machines. Like, yeah. uh, and his, you know, his belief is 30 minutes as hard as you can go twice yeah. a week and that's it. Yeah. Uh, which I, to this day, still still disagree. I think it, you need more than twice a week for 30 minutes. Oh yeah. That's something that, 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 but yeah. I did his program, uh, yeah. minus uh, I did one extra workout. So I did three workouts for two months and did did his thing twice a week. He trained yeah. me just because yeah. I want I was interested. Right. And I was pretty impressed. Yeah. I, I think for people, especially in their forties, fifties, and sixties, and if they're just getting into strength training, right, I think it's a great way to start. Now you're
1: talking about machines. Like yeah, ma- yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, machines yeah. only. Yeah. So there were yeah. no
0: free weights in our program oh. whatsoever. Right. I think it was eight oh. machines, you know, and his protocol is He picks a weight and he makes sure like he's coaching you. I mean, he has to be there coaching you. That's the one thing that, that I think that like, if I did his protocol, I would need to know more about how to properly coach, you know, far as body position. Right. Um, And I learned a lot from him, but, and so if you could make it to a minute and a half to two minutes, doing slow like like I think six up six back pretty much super slow yeah yeah Yeah. so six and six even slower if you could yeah um then you would go up next week if you got between a minute and a minute and 30 seconds you stayed at that weight and if you couldn't make it a full minute going you know six seconds in six seconds out um then you had to go down the next week
1: oh interesting yeah Yeah, no I like that you know because I'm always thinking about safety for one especially I I definitely it was
0: super safe yeah and I I went up I mean over that two month period. I mean, I, I think I went up 20, 20 plus percent in two months on everything. Oh, that's not more.
1: Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, you know, doing that slower motion, recruit more muscle fiber types.
0: Now he believes that a bodybuilder could do it. And Mm -hmm. I, I still, I don't know if I was fully convinced after two months of doing that, (laughs) you know, uh, which my diet could have been more on point just to see if I had gained some more muscle, but, uh, I mean, they were good workouts. Yeah. Um, and there are certain things like forearms that I feel like machines can do. Like he yeah. had uh, the Buffalo Bills from like the 80s, their forearm machine. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like it has this uh, thing that you do this, and oh. then it has the thing where you grip and you oh, have to do this eight, and Zip this. Eight, yeah, yeah okay, it cool. was. Oh, yeah. He, I, I said I liked it one time, and then he oh. started adding it to every workout. Oh, and it was like one day I was like, Hey, we gotta skip this. I think <laughs> I think my <laughs> forearms are
1: like going past the com- <laughs> right. Yeah, no, definitely love the machines. Uh, you know, for safety and pushing yourself when you're by yourself all the way up to muscle failure. Right? that, that is true. You, you can safely rack her and not worry about a spot and worry about lines and control and all that thing. So I think everything's got its place, but that's where you know we like to at body structure. We like to give people the knowledge to do it on their own. Uh, But at a certain age and keep working on the strength training, definitely on the machines are going to be the safest for them. Right. You know, uh, so.
0: Yeah, I think it's a great place to start people out at. mm -hmm. But if you want true strength and muscle growth hypertrophy, I just love. Dumbbells and freeway, I mean, 100%. and bars. Oh, I want to agree with you, hundred percent there. Yeah. <laughs> the plus, maybe there's something about it being just more manly. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> you get,
1: like, do you get your picture of my dungeon this morning? Yeah, that yeah, okay? yeah. You sent over to I me mean, nothing but dumbbells. Is that your and, house? Oh yeah. Okay. So I got this twelve thousand square foot facility, but I trained. Yeah, was about, I was wondering. <laughs> <laughs> I got bands, all that junk, you know, kind of leftover stuff. Oh yeah. Well, you've seen way.
0: the you've seen the garage. It's, well, it's yeah. just great to be able to walk out like. Yeah. Um, I don't have to be like, if you're, if you went to your gym, yeah. like how many people are going to walk up and talk to you? Oh, too many. Yeah. yeah. And how, how, <laughs> how focused are you going to be able to get to really do what you need to do at that yeah, point in time? That's right. None, so yeah. you need your, you need your, your, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, what is Superman's thing of solitude? Yeah, his yeah. cave of solitude or
1: <laughs> well, uh, when I was fortress of solitude, that's it younger and dumber back in the day when I first opened up, I had a good friend, Ben heck of heck glass. Uh, he, uh, he was working out with me, uh, paid training and, uh, we would go in there at five 15 ish, five ish before the gym, before we opened up at five 30, not fully, but that's when we kick in Metallica, you know, uh, some really good heavy rock and to the top. And so even <laughs> five 30 would roll around and we'd keep it jamming until six and, eventually i heard i'd run off a couple customers man been oh man and that's when i didn't talk to anybody in the morning you know no, that was, so it was so your did, time it was my time i was thinking <laughs> what the hell i could just take that 30 minutes and then we'll shut her down <laughs> but uh, obviously we had
0: a couple so tell me a little now. bit about i mean one of the things that i wanted to bring you on here is to talk yeah. about body structure you know um You know, I want to talk a little bit about what you've been through in the past to get there, but how did body structure come to be? And like, I want to, you know, know a little bit about the business model, because I think you have something extremely unique that I don't know any other gym in town that does what you guys do. And I think it is great as bad as much as another personal trainer, I hate to say, but you really do have a, a great setup for helping people get to where they need to be.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, Um, through that wreck, you know, as I told you, exercise wasn't involved in PT at the time. And that kind of, when I was laying on that bed up in the rehab floor on level five and having to pick my leg up and I'm laying next to 70 and 80 year olds, you know, trying to recover, I just, it really sunk into me really at that time that, man, there's something here that we need to put exercise and therapy more together and uh and my love for working with older people that's where it kind of kicked in and i added gerontological studies into my graduate assistantship and and kind of went down that road so that kind of formulated the plan but i still stayed on course with my big sports background and thinking i wanted to be a college strength coach like we all Kind of do coming up through the sports system. Well, yeah, you want to uh, yeah. keep surrounded by athletes. Yeah, and of course stuff, that makes you know? sense. Yeah, so that was kind of the written goal prior to all this. But really, the Enlightenment period was laying on my back in there for weeks, and I'm thinking, geez, you know, and just seeing how happy people were to just walk, and how we take so many things for granted, and including myself, and we are human. I guess human nature brings us back even after we're given back something we start taking things for granted again, too. But that's really where the whole philosophy of bringing therapy and training together started. And and I just went through a series of moves, which were all crazy. I won't bore you with all of them, but we talked a little bit about it. We did. We did. Yeah. yeah. But (laughs) I mean, so...
0: (laughs) So, yeah. I mean, so pretty much you have, you have PTs on staff, yeah. you have personal trainers on yeah. staff, yeah. you have, uh, uh, massage. nurse, nurse yeah. practitioner we as might, well.
1: Yeah. We got massage. No, we don't have a nurse practitioner right now. We just have a medical director. Okay. Uh, John borders, uh, is our medical director right now, but, uh, um, and, uh, so we keep the, and the health coaches, of course, right? You know, comprehensive team. Do you have,
0: do you have, do you have a do you have dietitian as well?
1: Um, we have, uh, we approach it with the more of the, like you said, uh, the, uh, we didn't talk about that earlier, but the, uh. The nutritional philosophy of education okay, and and not writing up meal plans, education on macro micronutrients. Right, which I think is really Make
0: important. It. That way yeah. you can kind of do your own thing if you understand how to break that stuff yeah. down. Yeah, because
1: a majority of people know what's good and bad. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, they do. So we'll go back to the choices I was talking about <laughs> earlier, choices in life choices in our food selections and all that fun stuff pizza's so good yeah. though <laughs> <laughs> it is uh but you know our, yeah we've just got a phenomenal team and uh just been tweaking it throughout okay. the years and yeah I but you that.
0: have all that under one roof so i yep. mean that means that someone can come in just needing pt mm-hmm. graduate from pt and now they have and i guess even while they're in pt they got that nutrition coaching yep. that can help them especially because uh, I feel like a lot of people end up in PT due to just being overweight in their body, yep. not being able to handle the weight and it just tearing it up or like bad posture. So many yep. different things that aren't necessarily even like you get injured on the job. Just, right. just, just the way that you take care of your body that runs down, you need PT to kind of rebuild it back up, yep. but then you can graduate these people from PT, put them right into personal training, you know, help them with their macronutrients. And it's kind of just a one-stop shop, which I think is like unique because i don't know anybody else in town that does it like this
1: Uh, yeah i you know and that back going all the way back to my rec of just having that ability in one place to you know do all that graduate through to be able to uh be under safe guidance of a therapist exercising initially now and with an exercise physiologist that kind of specializes in uh, what shall we call it clinical exercise and helping people that are on that borderline, right. you know, work through some medical issues and safely do it uh, is what it's all about.
0: So, I mean, how did you, I mean, how did all that come to fruition though? I mean, when you first opened up, did you just start hiring PTs and personal trainers? Like how did all that just
1: come together? Yeah. Well, again, series of moves. And uh, I, I think I don't, I'm not sure I have to tell you about my crazy, you know, cause I told you my wife, Carl, she was so instrumental in, you know, where I'm at today. And, uh, she just followed me everywhere. So she followed me all the way up to Michigan to coach. As I told you, I stayed on that coaching track. So my first job was strength coach. And then I went up to Michigan doing a little head coach, uh deal and just snow and she's from arkansas and basically she said she was leaving before the next snowfall and and that's when you know the job opportunity smart was woman like, yes, who wants uh, to be in all this heat oh yeah, it's well, cold i hate the cold again uh, she blew out her acl on a slope you know and just like okay we'll go through this summer and this is it we're <laughs> out of here so uh, um again through different challenges uh got me here to lexington and um and then went through a you know i was working as a uh, marketing doing some marketing for a physical therapy place so i finally got in the lane i wanted to be in okay know. so
0: you actually got to see how physical therapy physical therapy company was run by helping yeah. out with some of the marketing and getting yep. an idea of you know i guess those those seeds started to yeah. get planted there
1: yeah yeah just getting a feel for it and at the same time i opened up uh, um talked to uh, one of the gym owners and opened up uh, uh, evaluation and orientation process for all his customers. That oh, okay, the so you implemented something for him. Yeah, training department here in Lexington. So I was doing both jobs, riding to Frankfurt, come here at night, work on the weekends, things like that. And So I had both things going at the same time for mm. – almost 3 years I think I was doing that. Wow. Lived so when did you finally make, make that decision? It's
0: like, okay, this I need I need to do my own thing now. I mean like when was that? Cuz I mean you you but had the company almost 30 but uh, 30 years, right? Yeah, yeah, we'll be 97 well, we'll
1: be 25. Yeah, 97 is when we opened up, so I think we're coming on our 25th anniversary here this November. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> <That's> amazing. <laughs> yeah. So uh yeah. So,
0: yeah. So what, I mean, what brought that, I mean, what finally made that tipping point where you're just like this, I need to do my thing now. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, again, more adversity, <laughs> more challenge. Uh, someone pushing me out of my comfort zone and just, uh, um, I was at the gym and I was, you know, of course doing the PT and was heading down that road to try this. And um, um, I was like, boom, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to bring this together and uh, put put a business plan together and I got lucky I got a loan from the bank uh it was hard to get that money because you got to have money to make money and uh or get I guess and you had money. A, Did you have to put
0: a business plan together oh, to get yeah. that loan? Yeah. Was that the first time you've ever done I yeah. mean was that difficult? Oh, yeah. oh you, yeah yeah I didn't go to business school. Right sure. so did yeah. you get did you get help from people or did you like I guess the Internet
1: didn't really exist. No, it no, now. Internet. no, there was no Internet. So, yeah, no, not really much help. But I I will say the guy at the bank, you know, helped me put an SBA loan together. And uh, that's where.
0: Uh, so you did. So the the people at the bank were, were very helpful yeah. in making sure that you did all the documents right. And you wrote yeah. up what you needed to write up. Yeah. Yeah. You just, you just weren't going to fail, were you?
1: No, (laughs) no, (laughs) that was, I'm going for this. Gosh. Yeah. It it was, and again, scary, you know, I just, oh, let's see, 97. So yeah, we have a baby in 95. So yeah, I had a fresh two-year-old. Wow. Okay. Um, So you're putting it all on the line. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, okay, it's time to move. Now, when you first (laughs) opened up, was it just personal training then? No. Out of the gate, uh, we did personal training or did, uh, we, Combined, you know, physical therapy and personal. So you hired physical therapists and personal trainers right off, right off the bat. Right off the bat, and it was the hardest thing ever back then to get a physical therapist to work for um, an exercise physiologist. Really, somebody doesn't have that background, you know. So, um, do you expect your physical
0: therapist to have a better understanding of kind of what a personal trainer does? Hundred percent.
1: Yeah, that's who we want to hire. But now they're all on board. Back in the day, not so much so. You know, and the stigmatism right. of the gym. And,
0: and then was your guys' like pay comparable to what a person or what a PT would have been making? Um, at that time at at a at a you know just a pt clinic
1: you you mean now the pt or the trainers paid equally is that what you mean no no no? i just meant
0: like uh, like when you hired your first pts were you guys able to compensate them at a level that they would have made if they had gone to just work for a pt specific clinic yeah
1: 100 percent. okay so that
0: so money shouldn't money definitely wasn't an issue it's just getting them to change their mindset
1: yeah get to see the vision and uh be honest with you (laughs) i blew the numbers i didn't Uh, I underestimated personal training and overestimated physical therapy. I didn't know how hard one, the rejection of PTs or not rejection, just hard to right. get. Well, and PTs you're thinking you're going to get insurance money. So yeah, like you right. think
0: that the that, that money's going to be easier to get your hands on because it's not as much private pay, right? You know, like with right. personal training that's coming out of I, I, maybe there's some insurance out there that, that pay yeah. for personal training, but yeah. not many. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it, along with that and getting the trust from the physicians to say, Hey, go to body structure you know, cause what's in it for them, nothing, you know, that's illegal. I'd be, you know, if I right. come to say positions to send to me, but you know, so we had to deliver when they, we could finally get them or convince them to send them to our place. And really it started off by going after people, lower extremity, low back, knee, ankle problems where they really need to lose weight. And they understood, Hey, these people need exercise too. Not just, percent. Oh, you know, uh, get that pressure off their knee and, uh, move them along through the system right. but uh but yeah the projections were missed by a mile and uh, <laughs> uh so um, how'd you get over that adversity well i got very lucky <laughs> be honest with you i met a a gentleman in a uh, uh the horse industry and uh he he knew a lot of people and uh really helped the referral system go uh for personal training that's where i was telling you i I got a few influential uh clients that really helped my business grow by word of mouth and referral as
0: far as getting enough people in the door to catch up with rent and and, and and like
1: like, the whole problem everything that you're like i don't have
0: money for this yeah i need i need more clients or i need another investor (laughs) yeah
1: well and back then too it was a lot of just cash money a lot of these clients come in just right and throw the crispies down i'm not paying 2.97 percent interest on their little credit card and it was more cash pay that back that then makes sense just a lot of people weren't now you we you hardly see cash nowadays
0: that's true now did you yeah. have a business partner going into the business or no. like all of this was on you yeah 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 so much, if yeah. you failed you failed
1: yeah. oh, <laughs> if you yeah. succeeded
0: though you yeah, succeeded
1: succeeded that's it yeah so um over time i guess just with the personal training going and the therapy uh finally picking up establishing some credibility uh yeah so
0: how has the business changed over the last 20 years would you oh, say 25 years almost wow. now it's
1: huge it really is i mean one you fight for insurance money now we didn't have to fight like we do There'd really denials uh limited visits like i'm seeing you for your knee and some insurance require me to pre auth every okay you just had acl and i'm pre authing every six visits
0: yeah, it's going to take longer than that. I mean,
1: that's like three times a week. That's two weeks. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I had a ACL, MCL, yeah. meniscus
0: tear, and yeah. so I got surgery. Yeah. Um, I'm a veteran, so I went through the VA, yeah. and but UK did the surgery f- for the VA or whatever. Yeah. And um, and so they UK would keep setting up my appointments to go see my my surgeon, make sure my knee's good, uh, doing physical therapy, and then I get like a bill for like two grand. Oh wow. Yeah. and i'm like what is this for like it's through the va i'm not paying anything like yeah. that's part of my being being you know service connected and that's just part of what i earned when i was yeah. once i got out under honorable discharge right um and, and so i get a hold of the va and they're like yeah we didn't authorize that i mean they told you to keep coming back but uh we didn't give you permission to go mm, back man. and i'm like well i don't know that yeah and so it took me 2 weeks um, calling. I have a million. I called a million people. No one would give me an answer. Finally, I got a hold of some lady, and I finally. I was just like, I was broken down. I think I might have been crying at the time because I was yeah. like, I was not in a place to to, ha- to be able to spend that kind of money. Right. Like I just didn't have it. Yeah. Plus, I'd been off work for like a month to to get the to get to where I could stand up at work, and it was just like a mess. And this poor lady, she just like, she's like, all right, baby, I'm just gonna I'm I'm gonna take care of you, and I'm like, okay. And she's like. I'm going to call you back and in a couple of days, I'm going to see what I can do for you. And number one, no one calls you back from the VA. Okay. That just doesn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. But two days later I get a call from her. And she says, you should get a, you should get a note in the, in the mail saying that you're, that you're, that we've taken care of it and you're, you know, you know, sorry about the whole mix up next time though, double check with the VA before it, I don't care what they tell you, you can do. Yeah. <laughs> That's different than what we might allow you to do, but yeah. it was, it was a mess. Yeah. It really was. And I should have never had to go through all that. Yeah. I feel like,
1: Oh yeah. It's still a mess. I mean, cause really when you go anywhere for services in the medical field, you sign a thing if no one pays you're liable you know yeah. if the insurance company decides not to pay uh but yeah over the years we've just uh seen it transition to such a fight there and then uh with the personal training and then when we moved uh, i guess you know i think your question was about body structure yeah. and transition I yeah 100 percent. yeah because yeah. yeah, we w- you
0: weren't always at the location right now right yeah
1: it, yeah we were uh, on richmond road uh um, on the road front, and now we're behind it, you know, behind roosters. Now it used to be Chop House. But when we made that move, I made that move because we were only offering personal training and, and physical therapy. So it's kind of like we um stereotype that you have to be wealthy or something to get a trainer where you don't folks if you quit eating out so much plan and (laughs) you can afford a trainer a couple times a week and have a little bit of discipline i I think that's a lot that's a lot of
0: things i have clients that you know they can only afford to see me once a week yeah but i all i give them a small workout program that they can do outside of me you know like some dumbbells or Bands, whatever wherever they're at, I make something something that they can do two or three other times on their own. As yeah. long as they're disciplined to see me once a week and they do what I have them do outside of seeing me, you know, yeah. once I've taught
1: them how to do that the activity, then they see results. Yeah, that's awesome. So accountability. It's just... Yeah, you're giving <laughs> your your accountability system.
0: Yeah, yeah. and yeah. Uh, yeah, I also have clients that see me multiple times a week because they will not do it unless right. I am there telling them
1: yeah. to do it. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I got got you on that. That is. Uh, 80% of the, our business, I think, body structure has been open for 25 Stayed years. over yeah. and be like, come yeah, on, yeah. let's go. If they didn't have the appointment, they wouldn't show up. Exactly. So.
0: Well, and that's, I kind of like that in in some ways personal training is private pay because mm-hmm. people are more committed when money's coming out. Like when they yeah. physically see that money coming out of their bank account, they're like, all right, I got to yeah. do this. I mean, I've had, uh, you know, I have clients that, they don't show up and I'm like, and you know, and mm-hmm. most of all my clients are good. They know if they don't show up and they don't cancel in enough time, you know, they, yeah. they let me know the day of, like, I can't make it like, right. I'm going to charge you for it because yeah. that's my time that yeah. I can't, I can't book anything else in that time.
1: Yeah, exactly. So yeah.
0: and I'll try to reschedule sometimes if they if they want to reschedule. And then sometimes they are like, Hey, we understand. I'm not going to make it till next week. Just mm-hmm. take it off my, yeah. <laughs> take it off my, my session.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: So so you guys moved. Uh, how, how long? Uh, so how big was your space originally?
1: It was six, and we went to 12. And, okay, so uh, yeah. wow,
0: 4,000 extra and square and feet.
1: And I, I can tell you that move, uh, something that helped push me in that move was another issue with staffing. And, you know, again, another big turning point, a little adverse It needed to push me out of my comfort zone. It helped me push me out of that comfort zone. And, and I'd been wanting to help more people. In a way, and have more space to offer, like what I would call a country club private gym membership that's not real crowded. So, we're not doing more than 300 memberships. Oh, um, really? So, we are not crowded. The facility is pristine, clean. So, that's
0: the max amount you'll have membership yes. wise. Any yep. more than that? No, yep. not going to take it. Yeah,
1: put on weight. How often
0: does that happen when you guys hit? Or are you guys usually at 300 most of the time?
1: Um, it's fluctuated throughout the years. And, you know, right now, I mean, uh, we're not even close to that number. Uh, COVID. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's just, uh, people are doing their own thing now. So, but that's okay. A lot uh, of home
0: gyms were built during COVID. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I'm still waiting for all that gym equipment to be yeah. really cheap when people realize they don't want to do it. And like, right. I'm just going to buy it up. It back <laughs> in.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm still wondering all you people out there that borrowed stuff from me. Did I get it all back? Yeah, so <laughs> That's true. I you know, my gym, when we've shut down, I will, we shut down for 70 some days. Uh, uh, um you know, if you're, hey, can I borrow this? Can I borrow that? I mean, my. It was, oh, if I would known you, I would have been borrowing stuff, oh, too. <laughs> it was pillaged out. It was all kinds of stuff. Well, you so couldn't get much, anything. Yeah. Like, and if you yeah. could, you were paying $4, $5 a pound. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it was ridiculous. Yeah. But, yeah, moving back there allowed us to offer that membership platform to help a lot more people. And, uh, you know, not... Again, keep away from crowds. I've always been about no intimidation, no crowds, nice and clean. So when COVID hit, our cleaning standards didn't change. We were wiping down, doing all that stuff other than the face mask thing. Right. But uh, but we were able to continue on because of our physician-referred program uh, where we work with medi- people who have medical conditions, hypertension, uh, um, or well, let's just call it metabolic disease, or working through cancer recovery, getting their strength back. Where uh, exercise is medically necessary, they can use their HSA and flex spending account with us. So that's tax deferred money that you can use towards your services at our place uh, uh, with our medical. Now were, you, so were
0: you? I know you probably had to su- shut down the gym
1: side of things during COVID. Were you? Was PT still allowed to? PT, yes, but uh, we eventually ended up shutting that down just because we don't do a huge volume of orthopedic replacements. Okay, which are the really the medical necessity type stuff. So um, you didn't
0: necessarily fall under the, yeah. the guidelines to keep open as a
1: medical facility, yeah, in manner yeah, of speaking. Right. Yeah, and but at the same respect, people. Uh, personal training clients that we had on our medical you know uh, referral they kept they were able to keep coming with their culture
0: okay as well. so, so what what's the uh so kind of how many people do you have that just come in for the membership first like that get the personal training and pt do you have quite a few people that just pay like a monthly fee just to come in and use the gym as a gym
1: yeah, that fluctuates somewhere between 130 and 170. Oh, now. wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're not uh, up near that 300 number. We've got more clients than we do members.
0: Okay. Well, that,
1: that, that says a lot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if you yeah. think about it. Yeah. yeah so Which, yeah. I mean,
0: you have, every time I was in there, yeah. I did my uh, externship with these guys. So yeah, when I went yeah. through school, I worked with uh, Adam Hicks, I think. No, no, great, and yeah. uh, and I just learned from him. Yeah. I, the way that he... Um, He was really good. He really helped me. He'd allow me to come up with workouts, and he would push me to have critical thinking. He'd be like, all right, so we're seeing this person today. We're working on this uh, so when, we'll, when you come in, I want you to bring me four exercises that we can do with her, that we're going to do with her. Oh, wow. Yeah, and cool. so I'd be yeah. like, okay. And he'd look at the list. And I think every once in a while, he'd be like, okay, this is not going to work for her or him. But for the most part, he'd be like, all right. So these, and then he would add his exercises. And uh, and then and we'd talk about it afterwards, which I think really helped me. Um, and it also helped with communication because he'd kind of let me not necessarily ever lead the session, right. but he'd let me, like if it was my exercise, he'd let me kind of explained what I was doing and how I was doing it and why yeah. to the, to the client. And then if he felt, there's a couple of times where he's like, he would kind of jump in and do a better job of explaining things. Cause he just has a little bit more, quite right. a bit more experience than me, yeah. but it, it really, really helped me. So, and I know that you guys over the years have done a lot of that where you've worked with local colleges and schools, um, and help, help their, uh, help them get their certifications or, you know, uh, exercise science, stuff like that, which I think is awesome too. Yeah. How many, do you have quite a few interns right now at we,
1: all? Yeah, we, we try to limit it to four each semester okay. or each term so we can provide a good experience and, yeah. you know, and uh, do the whole program uh, where they get to be involved in therapy right. and training and shadow all the areas. Uh, so yeah, we're working with Eastern right now. We're working with UK, you know, ma- right. all the major universities send them over and we, we treat it just like an interview. So yeah, I remember us, coming yeah. in. I was like interviewing so, for a job. So did, yeah, did you do the test? You should have done the test. right? Yeah. You and <laughs> okay. uh, you and Brandon okay. Okay. sat down okay. with me and okay.
0: we, we, we talked before yeah, you, you yeah, know, yeah, cause yeah, it was, yeah, I was like, yeah. Oh man, I thought I was just going to come over and like do your thing, They do my thing. And <laughs> then they pull me into a room yeah. and they're like, all right, we got questions for you. <laughs> like, why do you want to be a yeah. personal trainer? Why do you want to be here? You know? And then I think Brandon reached out to me a few days later and says, yeah, we're going to set you up with somebody when you're ready to start. And, you know, it was honestly, it was a a really good experience for me.
1: Oh, good. I appreciate that. I mean, everybody that we accept into the internship program, we feel like it's a person we'd hire. And that's why we want to talk to you. and. I know Brandon's tried to get me a few times. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. So, uh, that's, that's the whole thing there. We want to, um, you know, we're looking for, to build the team, right. Good quality. But
0: you have a great team from everybody that I met, you know, people seem to be happy. People helped each other out. Like, um, you know, I, I think you, you guys have a great setup from. My my personal experience. How do you so? How do you get the right people? I mean, because yeah. like you said, that that's really important. And I know uh, over the years you've probably gotten better at interviewing and mm-hmm. catching things with people. I'm sure you've made mistakes, Um, but you know, having the right staff, I think, is extremely important when you've yeah. got a facility your size.
1: Really, it took some reflection and and really thinking about who we want to be around and what's important, them core values and and really actually penciling that out of exactly the type of people that we want to surround ourselves by. And um, it wasn't that hard just because really it comes down to almost, uh, for me, uh, what's important to me and being kind and respectful. And, you know, people obviously, everyone always talks about no matter what they do, they're passionate about it, right? Oh, I'm so passionate. So, I mean, to put in, be passionate about, helping people i just don't think that's deep enough right when you're looking for the right people so really digging down deep of who you're really looking for and getting down right to some good adjectives like being kind and respectful which is the ultimate goal of committed to the well-being of others so if you're in the field obviously we think you want to help others and uh, really almost any field but yeah. depending on your job you know you're trying to help people but are you a kind and respectful person that can work through and listen and you know a lot of people come in there in pain, you you know and they're not very nice but you need to right be respectful Cooler heads must that, prevail. <laughs> yes and calm down but you know and then uh you know always improving and you know we talked about that
0: What um, what are some of your core values or yeah. your personal yeah. core values yeah. not yeah. just in people but just in the way that you do you go through life? Yeah,
1: really. Uh, I've always, and I think it's again, back to my mom, but just putting the other shoe on, how would you want to be treated? Or if I were you or, you know, I'm right. sitting here talking to you, what would I be thinking? <laughs> and it helps me come up with what I want to say. Cause I'm thinking what you want to say. So just switching the shoe has been a, a big thing and just treating people the way you want to be treated. Uh, that, that's agree with that. Yeah. I mean, that's, I think, um, really one of the key things, uh, been trying to find.
0: I think communication for me has always been big. Yeah. Because yeah. if if you can't communicate properly with people and kind of get on their level, and realize whatever their level is to get there, then like there's there's going to be a disconnect. Yeah. Yeah. So do you, do, you, do you see that with some of the younger interns?
1: Oh as far yeah. As communication. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, do you yeah.
0: think it's it's gotten worse over the years than it was when you were first starting to hire younger people? You know, 10, 15 years ago, or. Do you, do you feel like it's just a lot of it's just they're just getting into it and they just it's they're younger, they're just going to have to learn over time?
1: Yeah, I think a lot of times, yeah, I uh, they may be just sitting there thinking of what they're going to say or something. They're thinking, I don't know, that could be you, so I don't want to be judgmental. Right. But, <laughs> really, uh,
0: yeah. Well, because yeah. we don't communicate like we did 10 or 15, 20, right. 30 years ago, right? Right. right. Um, a lot of communication uh, is through electronic devices. Me nuts. Uh, and I mean, <laughs> uh, this, <laughs> Well, they they don't even want to be on the phone, like just a phone call. Like it's, it's, you know, if you're under 30 or 25, it's text or not even text, like one of these third party apps, you know, Snapchat or whatever. And it's weird to pick up the phone and call and talk to
1: somebody. I'm typing an email. My caps got locked somehow. I type and (laughs) typing for a while. I'm doing this hen pecking, you know, and I look up and I'm like, oh my God, I've got times limited. So I just finish it up, you know. And first thing, as soon as I send it out the staff, I get back. Man, what are you mad about? You know, or <laughs> you're screaming at us, and I'm like, oh, I just sent out an email. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, or that one, huh? No, nah, it's ridiculous. So texting and emailing, and I've got this whole thing when someone comes on. Mm-hmm. Hey. If you're texting me and it's after 8.30 or pretty much any time, I don't make my phone ring. So I have this whole communication thing that I like to
0: right. put out. If it's don't, important yeah, enough, pick up and call me. Yeah, yeah.
1: And don't text me over something that we can talk about tomorrow. You can just email me. Right. You know, that or, makes sense. You know, or, you know, it's just, if it's not urgent... And if it's really urgent, you need to be calling me anyways. And so, so what are some of the
0: mistakes that you feel like you've made and learned from over the years? Oh you know, getting, I, I mean, yeah. there's no way you have not because yeah. you wouldn't have the success that you have yeah. today if you hadn't made some mistakes.
1: I got a laundry list, you know, so uh, well, pick out dream, a few. Well, always improving is back to one of the core values we we're talking about, you know, always improving and dependable. You know, somebody who sets that high level of bar of excellence and, you know, has that you know, to me, a lot of times that confidence that comes off those kind of people and they're driven. So I really like that driven person because I'm driven. So, yeah. biggest mistake I made early on is my drive and just communicating and just, I mean, banging on uh, some people that are, we'll call, amiable or, um, analytical. And here I am being this big expressive guy, you know, in your face, not really in your face, but you know what I mean? I don't know. You're pretty close to my face right now. Just motivated. (laughs) You know what I mean? I'm just like ready to go. Yeah. Passionate and just driven like that. And that, that comes off to some people that are more of the amiable analytical and usually introvert style, you're going to run them off. And, and that's part of the core values going back to what we were talking about. When you get people in there that don't fit that culture they usually end up running off and say they either you either wean them out quick and right realize you made a mistake or they run themselves off real quick and say wow this is not what i would thought it was going to be and uh so really a big mistake is really just learning to adapt my way i communicate with you to try to more match what you need or your your personality characteristics, shall we say. So you can look into a lot of the sales methodologies of right. learning people's personality characteristics in order to communicate better and get to a solution with them. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I think I've, again, run off a lot of good people early on
0: and, that you that that if you had just communicate under, understood bit, guess, how to communicate down, better yeah. with them then it may not have come across the way it came across. Yeah,
1: I've been misunderstood way too many times. I can <laughs> see that. Well, you're
0: <laughs> yeah. you're extremely passionate. Like yeah. what little time yeah. I've known you, yeah. You, yeah. you got yeah. a mindset like yeah. let's go. Yeah.
1: yeah. And not to mention as you see it's all over the board. I, I <laughs> got it got to kind of reel me in sometimes. Uh and so with that being said, getting clarification uh, you know, after a conversation is something I've worked real hard about doing and having an immediate follow-up to people and their issues and what's important to them and making sure that I follow up.
0: Do you guys do a lot of feedback?
1: Um, I'm sorry.
0: So like when I worked at Apple, one of the biggest things that they were always pushing is giving constructive criticism as they called it feedback to mm-hmm. each other. Yeah. I mean, so like uh, anybody could give anybody feedback long as it was in a Very long as it was in a way that was meant to help and grow and not in a way to attack. Um, So, like, you know, if I did something one way and there was a better way to do it or they they didn't, you know, they instead of getting on me for doing it wrong, they pull back and like, hey, David, we do it this way. This is why, like, I just want to give you some feedback on how that might help. And nine times out of 10 people took it in a very positive way. And it was a great way to help people grow as a team. And that's one thing I really liked about Apple when I worked there is is the way that they they interacted with each other from any level from manager all the way down to just a regular new employee
1: yeah yeah 100 percent. we're all again one of them core values of just always being always improving and open to constructive criticism but we could have better uh system I bet Apple had a yeah, there is a system. A lined out system well, anytime so, you gave yeah. someone
0: feedback, you always yeah. did it, you pulled them to the side. So, yeah. like if I walked over and wanted to give somebody feedback, right. I never, especially if it was criticism, you know, mm-hmm. constructive criticism, yeah. uh, I would never do it in front of their peers, right? So I'd right. pull them off into the hallway or off to the side where it was just the two of us so that it was. The conversation was just between us. Yeah. It wasn't for anybody else to hear or, you know, yeah. or if there's sometimes every once in a while, you'd have multiple people, you know, giving feedback, uh, like one person giving feedback to two people or something like that. But again, right. it was always in a way that you never felt in theory Attact. that you never felt attacked. Attact. Right. Yeah, because yeah. when you feel attacked, all of a sudden your mind closes. Right. But if you're open minded and you feel like the person's genuinely trying to help you do a better job, then you're just going to be more likely to adapt and accept that that feedback. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah, hundred uh, uh, percent. We've again, our system in place is not as organized. I'm a tweaker, and that's why we've you know, <laughs> we've this, talked about that yeah, many times. That's <laughs> why we have this uh, one one location deal. But uh, things are going to change here in the next year. Or Can we talk way. about yeah.
0: that? Yeah, I love to. Yeah, uh-huh.
1: I'm jacked. Yeah. All right. So oh, tell
0: man. us a little bit about what you got coming up because I, I think it's pretty cool. You know, you've been doing this for almost 25 years and. Yep. You're about yeah. to uh, expand, yeah. really expand over the next five to oh, 10 yeah. years. I mean, oh, yeah. it's, it's going to be crazy.
1: Well, and it's funny. I, at the time that I was thinking, hmm, how much longer am I going to do this? Let's think about cashing out. How am I going to cash out? Uh, neither at that, at that point, all three of my kids weren't involved in the business. So um, I'm thinking, hmm, what am I going to do here? And so I've been, had some feelers out, uh, um, uh, and then along come, uh, I, I was talking to you earlier about PTs back in the day were right. hard to you know, find and work for me. And I found this gentleman, uh, Aaron Geldi uh, in India and, uh, got talking to him. We talked about H one B got over to New York, got trapped there. And, uh, um, what's H one B? H uh, H one B. Uh, so a foreign, uh, way to get over here to the country on a work visa. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, uh, foreign visa. Okay, I got you. allow him into the States. And so uh, he gets over here, gets stuck in New York, and um, we communicate a couple times throughout his tenure and being a physical therapist. This guy is uh, just his brain and everything works at this different level. So he uh, gets tired of therapy, or I shouldn't say tired. He's just moving towards his bigger goal because this guy's had goals all his life. And drive. And, I mean, he showed up in America with a shirt and flip-flops on his back. Really? Yeah. Well, Um, I didn't have his flip-flops on his feet. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. It was cold on the ground. He's in New York, man, right? Yeah. So, uh, but anyways, uh, he opens up a company called Ink Staffing. You know, you can look them up. They're one of the top 500 in America privately owned companies. uh, Expanded 40 plus locations in two years, 50 million gross revenue, plus 800 employees. Um, Just all of a sudden, you know, he decides to call me out of the blue and talk about body structure and what he'd like to do with it and can I come see you, and he showed up here. And we worked through an arrangement, and it was an unbelievable deal. And, you know, first I tried to talk him out of it. (laughs) I was like, why are you doing this? You could do this without me. And, uh, he said, man, you know, body structure, look at it. It's branded nationally. There's not much I need to do there. You've been doing these, uh, you know, all these methods and processes that have proven results over the years. Why would I go through all the work of, reinventing all that let's just make what you got better i'm all about that right we need technology he's a tweaker too oh huh? yeah he's, well he's laughing at all our printers what are printers in here for <laughs> what's going on here what's that you know all this old electronic devices but uh no he he just uh, offered a you know fabulous deal to expand here in the next two years uh our next five uh to 40 plus locations across no, America and uh ready to blow it up. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, I, I again I kept trying to tell him, Hey, why well, you don't need me to do this, Aaron. You know, uh um I'd be more but willing to you're help gonna be and share. You're gonna
0: be very involved as the locations are open. Right? Oh yeah, yeah. This is We're not gonna, gonna be a you know. thing where he's just buying the brand and he's yeah. just gonna kinda take your template and run with it. Yeah. Like so I, I again you built body structure, you built yep. something unique. Yep. So my guess is he, he wants the brains to be yep. involved yep. as, as he's doing this so that, yep. cause there are going to be mistakes that I guarantee you, he will avoid having you hands on as, as you guys open this up together. Yep. And now, um, you know, you're really going to cash in yeah, yeah. <laughs> that residual income is about oh. to
1: be very nice. Oh, yeah. Hopefully well, over the next mean, four to five years, he was just so generous of just saying what, whatever level you want to be involved in. There's no right. way if it says body structure, you're going to make it sure right. it's, <laughs> well, I mean, uh, but yeah. it's, it's your brand. It's uh, who yeah. you are. It's yeah. what you built, It's what you yeah. believe
0: in. Right. Yeah. So like, why wouldn't you at least get it to a point to where, you know, everything's running the way it needs to. And I'm guessing over time, you'll, you guys will probably hire the right people that oh, will embody yeah. what you believe in to kind of oversee these things being opened and yep. you won't have to be as involved. So, right. I mean, if you don't mind me asking, how old are you now? I'm um, 55. But yeah, no, so, I no, mean, this is no. this is the time that, you know, you probably want to spend more time with the family and yeah. let me guess, golf a little uh, bit more. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, That's
1: it. Yeah, yeah.
0: So, uh, you know, you want to have more of those those. More free time for, for things that you really enjoy outside yeah. the business. Yeah. So yeah. this sounds like this could be a great way. I'm really oh, yeah. excited for you, actually. Huh.
1: I, I'm, I, again, I didn't really understand it, wasn't willing to accept even his gratuitous offer, but he just really kept saying, Kevin, you help me and now i want to help you and i need you to be more successful than i am and and i can remember way back uh before well it's actually when i was in our first location on richmond road um the grumpy old man, business owner syndrome and how you get burned or you feel you get burned or however you process things over time to not let that happen to me.
0: Right. And I I know early on, um, I mean, I even know a couple of the the trainers in town, Mm -hmm. uh, that, that really did burn you and took advantage of you. Yeah. Well, took advantage of your kindness and, and, and it, it kind of backfired on you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it just, uh, again, as I said, you got to find the silver lining and everything just like COVID and what we found right. there, just like in the wreck and all the different things that happened throughout life and just keep. Cause unfortunately forward. once it's happened, there's, there's not a lot you
0: could do about it except like, all right, I gotta, I gotta accept this. I gotta move forward. I got to, make sure this doesn't happen, you know, um, you know, th- yeah. you, that's a mistake, right? Yep. Uh, yep. You could almost call that a mistake, even though you were taken oh, yeah. advantage of. Yeah. And that mistake's not happening again.
1: Right. And uh, this one's kind of like a, just a full circle. I wasn't looking for it and it just dropped in my right. face. And then you get and, things like
0: this that yeah, it's like, <laughs> someone wow. just is like, just, yeah.
1: you know, a positive at a positive aspect from
0: that. So, yeah,
1: yeah. This uh, guy's amazing too. He's just, his brain works at a different level. He has multiple things going on and, uh, he can just organize it all, and uh, we're going to be a good team because I'm more of that visionary jump around, right. tweak, and ch- keep changing things. I think that's the reason body structure still here is it has molded and changed over the years and just keep reinventing our business and changing out equipment and changing up programming and things like that. that you I think it's amazing. Yeah, you so, do,
0: so far as... Your personal physical activity and diet and stuff. What does that look like at fifty five? You know, for all the all the guys out there that want to look like you, including myself, at thirty (laughs) six.
1: Well, I I did find a a very good regimen. You know, uptick in my fat intake and protein. Uh, do so you think a higher fat and protein and a lower carb is where it's at? Well, at just least for you good nutrient dense carbs. So man, I'm pounding down, you know, some fruits, some various fruits that are lower on the glycemic index along with the ton of vegetables. Okay, what you kind of know. fruits do you like? Oh, man, blueberry, blackberry, raspberries, strawberries. All the
0: berries. Yeah, the berries yeah, are I good. I'm, berries, I'm a watermelon
1: junkie, though. Oh, yeah, sugar, sugar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's good, though. It's good. It's but... better than actual sugar. Oh, yeah, yeah exactly, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, just, uh, uh, yeah, and just not overeating. And I've found over time just uh, really just eat till you're not quite full. Okay. You know, and shut her down. Now, are
0: you a six a meal a day kind of guy or are you uh, uh nah, I used to be. Okay.
1: But now I've kind of moved in. I think as I've aged, my body has changed a little bit. I mean, I think you have two choices when it comes to nutrition. You know, you can, you know, you start off the day with your, you know, your blood sugar levels low, right? And so whatever you dump into it, most people talk about their fruit and their cereal or their oatmeal i don't and, know how people start yeah. off with sugar yeah. so yeah. much sugar sure, yeah. like yeah. like breakfast is yeah. like yeah. sugar like yeah
0: but yeah. 80 of all breakfast is
1: so sugar. much sugar yeah and it just spikes you know, that's why everybody's tired a couple hours later and they need more coffee or need a nap or something but you have that two choices you know slowly rise up your blood sugar levels and early and more get that metabolism going and then keep it going and eating small frequent throughout the day and keep it more level you know right or you can let it Stay low for a little longer period of time and then slowly bring it up and uh, um, regulate your blood sugars that way, you know, uh, and eating uh, again lower on the glycemic index versus eating a little higher but eating more frequent. And I think everybody's body type's different. Oh, yeah, it English. definitely I mean, is. You talk guy who eats exactly what we just talked about for breakfast, yet his body fat's, you know, within normal range.
0: Well, there is a – so uh, the guy that I was telling you about, uh, Brennan Kelly that owns the Ninja Warrior Gym. Yeah. I have never seen a guy put, put so much sugar, like, just pack it away <laughs> the way that he does. Yeah. But he works out two or three times a day. Right. He does 40 miles of running a week. Like, even though that sugar's – probably uh, definitely not healthy for him right his body needs needs yeah. those calories i think but he you know he has like an eight pack i mean he looks impeccable oh man you know like he's like you know he, he i think he's actually done some body some body competition some body composition competitions right, right. and uh but i've never seen like we we went when we we went on this um uh four-day cabin trip down to the red river gorge mm-hmm. and we got uh mexican food for lunch and or actually it was almost dinner time and we tore, I mean, we ate quite a bit of Mexican food. Then there was a little shop with some fudge. So he pretty much tries a piece of every not a piece, but a small little like sample of every type of fudge they have, and it ends up buying like each one comes with like six pieces. Oh, my God. So he bought three. So we bought what like I think you know, eighteen pieces of fudge. Okay. Okay. So uh, he sits there while we're figuring out what we want and he eats a whole box. I mean, eats a whole box of fudge, okay? And then starts into the next box. And then he, like, I, I guess while we were getting our fudge, disappeared. We're like, where the fuck did this guy go, right? <laughs> and so, like, I'm in my car, like, looking for him. Yeah. And one of the guys, is like, oh, he's over there buying a milkshake oh, at a shop gosh. up the road. So okay. I pull up the, and he's getting this, like, 32 ounce milkshake and just mm-hmm. sucking it down and eating fudge. And I'm just sitting there going, like, like, I won't be able to move. No. I'd be throwing up if I. And this guy, I've never seen anybody that consumes food like he
1: does. Oh, uh, it's not fair. You know, you get. Some, yeah. You but get
0: he it. was. He was. Uh, College uh, football player, uh, an all-American runner. So I think, like, like, like he says, he's never been out of shape since since college. Like right. he's just always kept his body in shape, and so he just kind of does what he wants as long as he gets enough protein into his body a day, and he works out enough every day, right. which is like two three workouts a day on average.
1: Oh man, I, yeah, yeah. And see, that's where I'm just about moderation here yeah. in my older life. I used to work out a lot and beat up on my body. Yeah, wait till he gets yeah. into his forties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just uh, find things in moderation. Not only from eating standpoint, but exercise and make just making better choices, so you don't have to work so hard. What do your workouts look like? Um, Typically, about four to five workouts, and I instinctively change uh, body parts throughout the week. Each yeah, so you do a split routine. Yeah, and it's um, and it can vary based on how my body's feeling. So I won't say, hey, chest, back, you know, shoulders. Oh, really? Legs the next day. I move along on how my body's feeling and I modify. Do you think it. that took a lot of time to get there to where you, you can read your body that way? Um, yeah, I think so. Some good body awareness and, and knowing how to put together routine. Cause I might all of a sudden in one week work back twice, even though I'm in a heavier type strength platform, okay. but I might have a heavy medium day or hit that back in different angles. Do you use you about know? the same rep count? Um, well, again, I go through a little bit of periodization. So I'll do high rep counts for uh, anywhere to 12 to 16 weeks and then drop down to a heavier rep count, which is our lower rep count, which is in at eight to 12 ish. Eight's it, my favorite. Yeah. It's
0: the perfect. That gives me a little bit of hypertrophy no. and I seem to build strength. Mm. Like I get a little bit of both. I feel like out of out of four 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 eights.
1: Yeah. I personally don't like numbers. I like ranges. Okay. Because I think it. Makes your mind preset. What do you mean by ranges? Uh, eight to twelve or eight to ten. So, because I think once you pull back and you say I'm gonna get eight, boom, your mind set on eight. When you had fifteen in there, so actually that weight's light.
0: I see what you're saying. So, so you, you like to go to more of a muscle failure, like yeah, like
1: somewhere in that range. Okay, yep. that makes sense. Yep, yep. And whether it's three or four sets, uh, and then I always put a finisher on. You know, if I'm working an area, I'm doing a drop set or. A, uh really that's, that's a good idea uh, pre exhaustion set and, uh something that just annihilates that body part at the end
0: i love uh do you ever just do uh, for uh, dumbbells for uh, uh curls i just do it's called uh down the rack oh, and yeah. you, and oh, you yeah. pick up the heaviest thing you can pick up oh, and yeah. it's all it doesn't matter about pulling it up just getting it up and then fighting against it as many oh, yeah. times you can there you go because say you start at 50 Run. by the time you're down to 10 it feels like it's 50 50 <laughs> yeah exactly
1: yeah no your arms are exhausted the classical drop set is what i call that yeah
0: just drop till you drop yeah <laughs> no I, I think those are great yeah. uh, we used to do that with a uh, bench too we no. put on a bunch of weight and you just keep going but we put the weight on backwards, so you take off the heavier weights right. and the lighter ones. And you, you get down to 45, and you'd be like yeah. able to do 10 That's or 5,
1: it. and you're like, how is this possible? Because yeah. your, your chest is just like, I'm done. Well, to change you up on your uh, bicep drop set, you should try where you get aligned get up with your hands okay. facing the mirror, right? And then keep them elbows in and curl them all the way up while keeping them back and twist them all the way so you get that full supination oh pronate.
0: my god i've never done that i know i made that one i, I so
1: just you just straight out KB. well you're down to your side though so okay in, yeah but you're you're doing supinate pronate all the way so up it's a twist elbow, halfway up all the way up
0: so you want to come all the way up to the shoulder yeah, if wrist, you can
1: wrist extended and pinky higher so bring, oh. bring your pinky higher now turn your pinky up this way no, this
0: Oh, this way. way. Yeah. Oh, so you, you want to get you, you want to get that, that you well, want to really you, engage the forearm too. Well, then. And
1: you should have felt your short head oh, yeah. bicep yeah, bang I do. when you do. that. <laughs> I'm going to try that. So but it's just so it kind of really works the, you know, supination pronation your biceps break eye and your short head and long head it pretty much now are you mostly something.
0: maintaining or do you still feel like you're you're growing at this age oh
1: no i'm just trying to survive but because <laughs> <laughs> there's a point where like no unless you just work at
0: yeah. your workout like crazy yeah. or you're taking yeah. you know uh steroids yeah. like yeah. at your age it's got to be harder to yeah to, to put it, on i mean muscle. you can
1: do, look back pictures i mean i'm kind of right where i'm at size wise you know i've always ranged between 175 <laughs> and well as chunky as 205 when I was playing football, but 195. Okay. Where you, are you know, at now? I'm about 185. Okay, so you're yeah. on the higher end of your. Yeah, no, but I'm smoothing out about probably a little higher than 10% body fat, so it's a little higher. Well, you got to do something about that. Yeah, no. I- at 55? <laughs> yeah. Tips? I know. Come on now. <laughs> 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 and I do believe, uh, you know, part of staying, I think, well, I don't know, uh, it, it's worked for me, and that's taking my body down. Below ten right. every I don't know, every year really. And then just flattening back out. What do you to a more what do you do to do that? Life.
0: Like what is do you have like a system that, that, that you found that works for your body to, to drop it, so you get to twelve or thirteen percent?
1: Yeah, getting all under into the single digits has always been my goal and uh, you know, at least once a year and even sometimes as low as five and six percent. And but, what
0: do you do to get there? But
1: you definitely have to do similar to a you know, bodybuilder eating plan, you know, a, a car do a carb high low, trick your body. Really like ketosis stuff and all that, you know, tricking your body into that longer ketosis state and burning everything out And up. then the it's not so is that healthy just, for you. So yeah. I don't really advocate. I just do it once a year. Right. I think well, getting off old, not letting old fat hang around a long time is my point. So having basically new fat. So, okay. That makes sense. Yeah.
0: So, um, so when you do have a, uh, well, I don't know, I'm guessing you, you probably don't stick to like a cheat meal kind of system. When you want some food, you get it.
1: Um, I eat pretty good all week, but yeah. yeah what, what's your go-to
0: though? Like, what is your like, oh, like Ben's if guy? you can have whatever you want, Oh wow. what's, what's your favorite sugary item? Cause, oh, and geez. then what is your favorite? Like is a pizza Chinese? Like what's your,
1: okay. So I want to hear this. I, I, so the first thing comes, you know, taco, chaco, chaco taco, you know, but they've taken them off the shelf. It's gone. Klondike has discontinued them this year. Oh, really? It's over. I know what you're talking. I haven't had one of those a little, in a long time. A little, uh, yeah, eat so that was like your favorite sugary thing to yeah, go for. That's
0: a good See, little, donuts for me. Yeah. You put a donut in front of, <laughs> of me. You put it. I'm I'm sorry. Like I yeah, don't care if I'm yeah. in the if I'm training to do a compos- body composition. Yeah. You put a donut in front of yeah. me. I'm going to lose that battle. Yeah, knife, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. And then what? What food wise? What, what do you what do you was oh. your favorite thing that? Oh God that's bad or, um, yeah. yeah. Mm, mm,
1: oh, okay. Tell me what's your favorite thing to eat. That that's healthy. No, just constantly. I eat so many eggs in so many different ways and batch them up every See, week. I
0: burnt myself out on eggs. dude.
1: No, I'm throwing, you know, this week it could be roast beef in them with, uh, peppercorns with, uh, you know, whatever, a bunch of picante sauce, uh, so eggs are a big one for you. My, yeah. Many different ways. I make them different. Whatever's in the cat. And then what so, unhealthy
0: thing, um, do you, do you crave the most?
1: Um, True, jeez, well, pizza is all right, but not really. in Chinese food, yeah. Oh, uh, that's a tough one. So bad food, I crave. Ah, good old fashioned uh, fried chicken. <laughs> But that's <laughs> not like chicken. the worst yeah, thing you could be eating. Good. Like a, like a slice
0: of pizza would be worse yeah. than that because yeah. at least you're getting right. – it's a high-protein item yeah. even though it's deep-fried. Yeah. Um, you can't go wrong with – yeah, I mean fried yeah. chicken's good. <laughs>
1: Some kind of deep-fried food, I guess, yeah. but it's really not a go-to. So I'm weird. I, I'm having a hard time Are coming you, up so with you So you're pretty
0: <laughs> you're pretty content with
1: what you consume. Yeah, you I, enjoy the food. I've, I've, over the years, I've just found what I love to eat and See, enjoy. See, I just do. So without nuts, eggs, and meat and – uh, peppers, mushrooms. I, I do a lot of tacos. Yeah. So I do a low calorie
0: tortilla, high, high protein, yeah. uh, cheese. And then, mm-hmm. uh, I just do ground chicken or beef, sometimes Turkey, but I I'm sick of Turkey. Uh, and I just put like that, uh, like taco powder yeah. on it yeah. and cook it up. Yeah. Uh, put that on top of the cheese on the, on the tortilla, sometimes some vegetables. And, uh, I get that pre-made bacon. I just uh, cook it towards pretty much burnt, so it will crumble up into the taco. A yeah. little tiny bit of ranch. It's like fifty, sixty grams of protein, and like I don't know, four to seven hundred calories, depending on if it's beef or chicken. There you go. And I'll just eat that all day long, and I'll eat through a pound, pound and a half of meat a day, especially right. during the week. The weekend's harder because I get out of my routine. Right. During the week, I have a routine that I stick with. I, I pretty much work out the same time every week. Yep. Uh, I eat pretty so, much the same time,
1: and you know what you're eating, right? Yeah, yeah. So that to me is the big difference is that preparation and knowing. So and it's quick, and you, if, you can cook up a pound of meat in like, like ten minutes. Yeah. I'm so it's all about prep cooking.
0: So well, and I don't. I don't like food to be old, <laughs> so oh, like, no. so I I, I I like literally cook almost every day. I, I just throw a pound in every day, cook it up, takes me ten minutes, but then it's fresh. Oh, so good! And then I'll eat through it pretty much the whole day, or oh. into the next day, and then cook it again the next day. I can eat week-old food. I mean, I, I can, but I prefer not <laughs> yeah, to. Yeah, I hear
1: you. I'm Mister Leftover. That I'm, was uh, yeah. that was
0: my problem with uh, with like when I would get meal prep. Like I've tried. You know Jack Nutrition here in town. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we've had them on a couple of times, and cool. uh, and I used to get them every week. The problem is, I'd get to Friday through Sunday, and I would one, I would just be like, Oh man, this food's like four or five days old, It just doesn't taste as good as it did on day one. Yeah. And, and weekends are always always a struggle for me because people want to go out people want to do things you know so it's a lot easier to just eat unhealthy on the weekends in right. general um but i would it would be hard for me to eat all their food if i ordered two meals a day um right. for the for the week because uh Cause I would just like would not want to eat it. Cause it would be like, like seven days old, six days old. Oh
1: man. No, I'm, I'm all about that. Cause
0: meat, meat gets a little tougher, yeah. you know, on the, on the back end. But again, at the end of the day, you gotta get your protein and you need to get, yeah. you know, your macros.
1: When I think clients that, uh, that I'm, been most successful with over the years are people that aren't they're more creatures of habit oh habits the best way well and you know you could eat this and there don't need all that variation of nutrition it makes it easier so that's why i do the tacos (laughs) um i love love
0: ranch so like the ranch i would just put on top of the cheese because the ranch and cheese tastes amazing to me with the meat and i can eat eight to ten ounces of chicken really quickly with that cheese and ranch and a little bit of bacon in there for the crunch Mm. and that's that's been probably one of my most successful i've been doing this for over a month two months now but one of my most successful meal plans that i've been able to like not vary from and yeah. be like sick of it i'm like yeah. okay i can do this every single day and i'll just change the type of meat that goes into it how are you on tuna you know honestly it's it's been a while yeah. i was because i did a lot of tuna there for a while um and, uh, cause I've tried all these different, I, I don't want to call them diets really. I yeah. just, I've tried to eat healthy multiple times in different ways. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and that's what I'll do is I'll find something like eggs. I went through an egg period nice. and I mean, I was eating like eggs every meal i was getting uh i was like you i was cooking them with everything i'd get meatballs cut up the meatballs put them yeah. in the eggs cheese yeah. like different <laughs> you know and i just kind of got burnt out because yeah. i was eating like 10 eggs a day yeah. um but you know it's been a long time since i've done tuna so yeah, i got a I, recipe
1: for you do you? you probably haven't used it okay There's- Louisiana hot sauce. See, so that's
0: my problem. I can't do hot sauces oh.
1: cuz I my stomach is like okay. a, I have IBS. The other gri- the other ingredient was mustard instead oh, of I mayonnaise. Oh, I love ma- I love mustard. Well, just try it with ma- mustard instead of mayonnaise. Just mix the just mix <laughs> those two together. That's it. <laughs> or just mustard since you can't do the Louisiana hot sauce, maybe a little picante sauce, medium picante right. sauce with some mustard. And you just kind of turn that into like something you can put on a piece of bread or just eat yeah, straight up. Yeah, I usually eat it straight up or
0: yeah, but, but tuna is really high, and yeah. uh, you know, yeah. and I, I, I'll do uh, I'll do uh, salmon a couple times a week. Yeah. So I get this. Um, there's they're like frozen at Kroger, and I think they've got some kind of seasoning. They're like a garlic seasoning or something yeah. on it. It's a little little more breaded than you'd probably want, but it's not it's not that bad. It's right. still pretty low carb. Yeah. And each 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 slab there comes with like two salmon slabs in there, and I think they're like thirty grams of protein. And it's and I just I grill that because it. And when it comes to uh, fish, I find grilling tastes better than, th- than baking. Yeah. Um, so I, do, do you grill much? Or, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: And I think that's the key with anyone you're working with or someone wanting to start eating a healthier life lifestyle and right. having a healthier eating plan is uh, find the things you like. Don't be gagging down something you don't like. That's not Yeah, I've work. learned that lesson. because. Yeah. <laughs> Because you can do it, yeah. But then life's a little bit more miserable, yeah.
0: Because you're constantly craving what you can't have. But mm-hmm. if you can find that balance of something that you like for the most part, yeah. then you're not like, oh, I need to go get pizza, or I want Chinese, or I want this or that. Because you, I mean, I feel pretty. Once I eat my taco or two tacos, you know, I'm, I'm, that was tasty for me. I enjoyed yeah. it, and I got enough protein in, in that meal.
1: Yeah. Well, think about this. This is a good one for you. COVID.
0: Yeah. Loss
1: of taste.
0: So so I'd love to invent, (laughs) I would love to invent a pill that you could take that would take your taste away. That's what I'm saying. Some
1: (laughs) of these people right now, if you haven't, without your taste buds or sense of smell and you're still eating right poorly yeah. then you need some psychological work seriously here. it's all you know what I because mean? if you can't taste the yeah, things because yeah. i
0: mean that's that's why we like unhealthy things or things that aren't good perfect for us because we love the taste
1: time to eat tuna right out of the can if yeah. you can't taste it anyways. i think they i think <laughs> they
0: if they made a pill that would take yeah. your taste away for 24 yeah. hours or 48 hours or something, oh, yeah. people would buy that uh, yeah. and then you would see a lot healthier people because if you can't that. taste it then yeah. Might as well just put good stuff in your body, right? Right, I mean, there's no yeah. reason not to, yeah. I, I know a lot of people are weird about texture, though. Yeah, they're like, oh, I don't like the texture of that. No, I'm like, know.
1: Well, who cares outside of hummus? I don't understand that. I love hummus, I just I don't know the sand, <laughs> and I'm not a texture guy, I don't know, but that's that's your
0: one thing, one huh? thing, man, that and liver. Liver, I you know I couldn't tell you the uh, last time I did liver. You keep up with this uh, Liver King guy? You heard of him?
1: No, I don't believe I don't like liver. Don't he?
0: Yeah. So there's a guy named Liver King on Instagram. He's he's made himself. I mean, you should look him up. He's made himself. Uh, Hey, can you pull up? Can you can you pull up Instagram and pull up Liver King? (laughs)
1: Liver King, oh my god!
0: Uh, Look at this guy. So he's all about this ancestral. Like they don't they have like they put their phones in like a bag when they're in the house Mm. and like they they sleep on like he made his own bed. I don't think it's a mattress. They sleep on yeah. like boards and yeah it's kind of crazy you're gonna everyone thinks this guy's on steroids yeah he refuses to admit
1: that he's on steroids okay um oh gosh look at this guy okay but he believes hold on let's go back up to those abs real quick man or let's, or let's see, see them abs. yeah give no yeah well okay maybe not so S- ab muscles aren't really square without some kind of cosmetic okay action going on, but okay
0: see Did what we real? got
1: got some more pictures
0: or videos here oh, exactly. uh, but he's so he's his big thing wow. is is uh, liver like like he's eating raw eggs right there, pull up the raw egg one. That one was kind of I watched that the other day and he's just sitting there just just popping in raw eggs like oh. they're nothing.
1: Oh, is the shell too?
0: Yeah, everything. The oh. shell actually has—I I looked it up. The shell actually has some positive, long as they're long as they're like cleaned and stuff.
1: Okay, so. No, actually, he's got them curved. Those could be the real deal. They could. Yeah, okay. I was going to say, you know, the square thing is where they're cosmetic, where they're perfectly square. That that has like a lot to do with like steroids. Yeah. you think? Well, they're cosmetics on steroids, but anyways, wow. But uh,
0: but so his whole things liver organs. They, he eats a lot of animal organs because <laughs> supposedly animal. That I mean that's how our ancestors. He's this whole thing about our ancestors and how yeah. they were able to survive. Right. Um, and it was all about um. And it's all about eating animal organs because there's all these good nutrients and vitamins and stuff like that. But like you said, I don't know if I could get behind it. Like, Mm -hmm. let's put it this way. If I had him on my podcast, he'd be bringing liver in because he does this on every podcast. And he would be sitting there making me try all this stuff. I I don't know. I don't know if I could do it. But I do believe that it probably is very beneficial. Yeah. Um, to, to eat that kind of stuff, but it that takes a certain type of person. But yeah, they got this. He's got this whole thing.
1: He's got a zillion likers too. When he does, oh, stuff, he's huge. He's, he's he's he's
0: blown up. He's yeah. been on I I don't think he's been on Joe Rogan yet, but he's been okay. on a lot of really really well known podcasts. What are they gonna? They're probably probably about to eat some some animal organs here, making it look like all fancy. But he, oh, yeah. he's made himself massively. Yeah, so they're gonna do oh. bone marrow, oh, they're gonna liver, pass it around. Yeah. So supposedly cool. like animal bone marrow is really good for you. Cheers. So <laughs> cheers. <laughs> oh god. But, but it's because it's it, everything's All so so right. no, yeah. unique with him. Right. Um, but yeah, anyways, uh, but they, you made me th- when you said you didn't like liver, I'm yeah. like, but supposedly it's supposed to be really healthy and it can help yeah. build muscle and stuff like that. Cause of yeah. all the nutrients in these animal organs. Um, yeah. but you know, if you ever want to try it out and let me know, yeah. cause, uh,
1: <laughs> I don't I, know if it's for me. I don't think I'll look around, find some other things. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> uh, anyways.
0: Well, yeah, Kevin, it has been a blast having you on, yeah, um, you. any last minute advice or anything you want us to know, anything you want to talk about your business, put it out there. Yeah. Like,
1: I think, you know, overall just having that positive attitude and moving forward, have some goals written down. Goals and, are
0: important. Yeah, I really yeah. agree with that. When you have yeah. a goal, um, I feel like half the, the first couple months of this year, I was working out four or five times a week, mm-hmm. but I didn't really have a, a goal and I just mm-hmm. felt off. Yeah. Like I didn't know what I was going for. I just knew I needed to be in the gym, yep. but I was burnt out from my previous workout program. I didn't feel like building another one yet. I don't know what it was. I was in a rut. I mean, I still was working out, but I just wasn't getting anything out of it like I am right now where I have a goal. I have, nice. I have, I have you know, a program that Excellent. I told you me and Kenny put together. Yeah um so i agree with the goals are extremely yeah, important
1: and just not the poor me when when something should never happens. be poor me <laughs> yeah. oh poor me you know get over it you know move forward be positive you know like covid so many good things came from COVID. Yeah. you know even with my business and uh really changing our mission statement from you're gonna laugh helping individuals Uh, uh, Oh, well, That's my new one. I've got to get this right to implement safe individualized programs, emphasizing healthy lifestyle modifications for long-term results. I I agree with that hundred percent, but it's a crazy mission statement. That is so long. And that was what I came up with back in 97. And that is our steps, our methods, our proven, proven methods, proven results. And that is, you know, how we've depicted it on our wall over COVID. It really gave me time to reflect. And then just turn the mission statement straight into just helping individuals live a healthier life, you know, and staying in our little sweet lane, of course, of medical conditions or beginning exercisers, teaching them the fundamental movements that could work both ends of the spectrum, right. old and new or injured, but, uh, staying in that lane, uh, yeah. And, uh, setting those goals. Yeah, I agree yeah. with you, man. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. So it's this. Uh, so many people had so many, and COVID did wreck the world, right? I mean, so many bad things, right?
0: Yeah. I so uh, I mean it was it was a hard time, yeah. But it it forced me, it put me in an uncomfortable, yes. put me out of my comfort Excellent. zone. Excellent. And it, it, I wouldn't be a personal trainer if it hadn't been for COVID.
1: There you go. Like
0: I literally, because I wouldn't have been looking. I would have kept doing my photo and video yeah. job, and yeah. probably worked at Apple for a little bit longer. Yeah. Um, but COVID allowed me to go back to school get a certification of something that I'm really passionate about, that I actually care about, that I get to help people, you know, like, like you said, I mean, I get to communicate, I get to be kind. I I get to do all these things that, that, uh, as a photographer, none of that stuff was as important. You know, I really get to genuinely help people live a better life and feel better. And there's something gratifying about that. Oh man, I can't think of anything more. So, um, and so, if it hadn't been for COVID, I wouldn't have made that. I wouldn't have made that transition in life. I wouldn't yeah. have pivoted because I was doing okay financially. But then yeah. things hit, and I'm like, I don't. I got. I got to pay rent. Yeah. You know, like a lot of other people. Uh, you know, I could have totally just not paid rent for multiple months, and probably once my lease was up, they would have kept their deposit. But I would have saved myself thousands of dollars. But yeah. that's not the type of person I am. I I made an agreement, so yeah. that meant I had to figure out a way to make that work. Yeah. Um and uh and so and and it was the first time ever in my life where I had so much free time to focus on you know I was working out 6 sometimes 7 seven times a week I wasn't taking a day off because yeah. I had nothing better to do some days like right. especially when Apple shut down everything was shut down me and two friends or me and four friends one of our buddies had a uh, I think 4 or 500 square foot basement garage. Yeah. And we just all of us brought all the equipment that we had at our houses yep. into his garage, which was uh, two full plate sets, a squat rack, a bench, uh, some dumbbells, treadmill, uh, a handful of other things, pull-up bars, stuff like that. Yep. And that's literally every day, 8 o'clock, p.m., yep. we got together, and all four of us worked out every night. Now, two that's of awesome. them did their program, and me and my buddy did our program, and I had never been that committed. Like, I've always been committed, but not like that. right. Cause I had nothing better to do.
1: Well, and think about all the time people had during this period and you had a choice. Do you want to use that time or do you want to burn? And a it? lot
0: of people did, but a lot of people got Burned. themselves in worse shape because yeah. they,
1: or just improving yourself, whatever job yeah. you have, you know, did you take, take time to do continuing ed? Did you establish right. some production or did you sit around and or watch or TV you, all day? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so that was a big period of time of change, I think. And a lot of good has come out of it.
0: And I agree. Yeah. And, uh, not, not a lot of bad came out of it, too. I, of think it, I think too, it went yeah. both ways. Yeah, um, It's still going to be interesting to see how the world heals from it yeah. over the next really probably five to ten years
1: well i know our business when it comes to virtual that really opened that door i mean look at all the fitness people doing the video yeah. you know online stuff now and uh are you doing are you guys doing a lot of virtual stuff well not a lot no but the clients that do move off that have been using us for decades you know they're now in north carolina or florida and they're still using their trainer online okay you know, what do here. you guys do zoom or how do you, do you guys do uh, yeah we've got a platform through uh easy facility the software we use for our trainers okay uh, does it know. allow
0: them to build programs and stuff? stuff for your
1: um no not necessarily just a a a good pathway so you should look at you ever
0: heard of a program called trainerize oh yeah Yeah, okay i use that i so i have a handful of clients that are out of state yeah they just pay me a monthly fee and i build their programs and trainerize and then i went through when i right when i got out of school and pretty much all most of the most of the major bar and dumbbell movements i went through and had someone videotape me doing them showing like proper form um, and then Trainerize has their own videos built in as well. I just rather yeah. my clients look at me instead of some person they don't yeah. know. Yeah. Um, and then I build their program and then if they, you know, if they're like, oh, how do I do, you know, a skull crusher properly? Well, there's yeah. a video of me doing a skull, skull crusher. crusher. There you go. Oh, um, nice. and that's been super beneficial cause you know, I have couple, couple clients like that, but they're paying you know, 120 a month to, yeah. and it's a 12 week program. So they pay 360 upfront. Right. And then I just sit there, you know, uh, depending on what they want, it doesn't take me more than two or three hours to build a 12 week program for somebody in there. Right. And then other than them reaching out to me and doing a uh, offer uh, every other week, a one hour zoom call, if they yeah. want to go over form or anything like that with me. Um, and half the time they don't, you know, they'll yeah. just, keep touch and base with them make sure their diet's good you know i do a macro build up for uh yeah. every one of my clients gets a food journal and a macro nice. uh, uh i just use a tde calculator yeah and kind of base everything off of that and then nice. we just make adjustments as needed
1: yeah we we mostly just use it for one on one training still just the clients get online two or three times a week for the training session okay. video's on and they're actually instructing them and watching them and working them out. That's fantastic. Yeah. so It's like a personal training yeah, session. Yeah, but I mean, that yeah. allows
0: you guys to have income coming from a different angle yeah. that may not yeah. have been as prevalent in the past. Yeah, that's it. So, yeah. well, Kevin, thanks hey. again for, having, for yeah. coming on and, and hanging out with me, man. This has yeah. been a blast. Appreciate
1: you. Yeah, I've, I've enjoyed
0: it. Maybe we'll have to uh, have you on again uh, down the line bring Brandon along as well. There we go. There we go. We can go down Book Alley and talk yeah. about some books. Yeah, we didn't even get a chance to talk that's about right, talk yeah. about this uh, Traction book oh, that I bought, yes. and I cannot find the damn time no, to okay. read it. You won't, I'll get but, there. But
1: you have the best book in the industry. That sums but, them all up. And right I have there. a goal <laughs> to finish
0: it yeah. and read it, so yeah. I'll I'll just have to figure out a way to, to change my schedule, my routine up enough yeah. to where I have that, that time to really focus on the book. Well,
1: you can go to the front check chapter and just look at the you know what chapters have to offer right and think where's your trouble right now and then you try know? to try to get and those chapters because you can almost go individually in there based on what you're yes really, you but know, i think you, books
0: like this yeah. it's good to get a broad spectrum like read through the book get an yep. idea and then, yep. then go back i mean i'm guessing you've reread oh, yeah. this book oh, multiple yeah, times too many times <laughs> <laughs> so yeah anyways well guys as All always right. we'll catch you next time